Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better get them up, get them going Tuesday on B&E. Show of the people, off we go. Four hours of stimulating conversation begins right now. We appreciate you being there wherever you find us, maybe on 104.9 on the FM dial. So 101.9 on the FM dial, AM 1260, always available to you. And uh, on mornings like this morning where there could be some static and whatnot, bouncing FM signals around the market, make sure you uh, fire up that horn app. Always there for you. Just download it to your smartphone. It's absolutely free. And with a touch of a button, you're listening to this show and all of the shows here on the Horn Live and local and digital. Uh, it's so simple to do. Download that to your smartphone, and you've got us wherever you go, wherever you are. Uh, this summer on vacations, enjoying that, some downtime, whatever it is. Bucky Godbolt enjoying a vacation right now. Uh, hopefully he's listening on the Horn app as well. You can also listen on your smart speaker, always at home or work. Just tell the speaker, hey, Turn on the horn in Austin, and you'll have uh, us locked in there or hornfm.com, however you do that. Uh, website always cranking as well. Our Twitch channel is up and running. If you'd like to watch the program and the programs here on the horn, that's always there for you and streaming at our website at hornfm.com. On this, the 27th of June, a lot of conversations to be had, including the LSU Tigers flipping the script from that uh, beatdown on Sunday to a beatdown of their own last night, and they are the college baseball national champions for 20 and 23. Uh, we'll certainly talk about that ball game, the season, and uh, look back at the year in NCAA sports. Uh, it's a lot of championships crowned. The Longhorns had been tied. Texas had been tied with LSU with six all-time national titles. LSU now pulls one ahead of Texas at seven with that impressive performance last night. Uh, we'll certainly dive into that in the uh, the end of the college athletics calendar for 2022-23. It is over. Uh, we'll get ready for a new season starting in the fall, coming up in August. But that's it. That's the final uh, athletic event of the calendar year, LSU, winning that national championship. We'll also dive into Longhorn basketball. Rodney Terry uh, picking up a big commitment yesterday. Of course, his uh, 2024 high school recruiting class had both bolted off to the uh, pro ranks. Yesterday picked up a big one, so we'll dive into some hoops as uh, Rodney Terry continues to build his first roster, some Major League Baseball, of course, off-season college and pro football news, which we'll get to as we crank this thing up and get it rolling. As we mentioned, Mr. Godbolt is on uh, vacation this week. He'll be back next week. Uh, we're going to have a very special guest joining us. 
uh, for a good chunk of the show today. Looking forward to our man J.J. Gotch sitting in. J.J., of course, the president of the Austin Gamblers, formerly with Ryan Sanders Baseball and the Round Rock Express. He's now got a new frontier that we will talk about with him, but always uh, up to date on all the big topics that we need to talk about here on the show of the people. So J.J. will drop in for a good stretch of the shows. We've got a great guest lineup and a lot to do on this uh, Tuesday morning. Appreciate you being there. Also want to say good morning to the men and women of Fort Cavazos, Texas, and all our military installations throughout the great state and all over the country and all over the world, protecting our freedoms, doing what they do so we can do what we do, which is talk sports. Can't thank them enough each and every day here on the show of the people. We will say good morning to our man Ty Henderson as well, who is through the glass and in the house to run the program this morning. What's up, T.Y.? Feeling good, feeling rested this morning. Oh, yeah, because you said you went about three days from Thursday into Saturday with with about an hour's sleep total. Yeah. And then you slept 18 hours on Sunday and uh, now well rested after last night. Because you go to bed early last night on the game in Omaha. Got out of control pretty early for LSU and uh, not a lot of drama in our national championship. Yeah, I took game. another nap during the day and then I, I, went, nice. to, uh, I went to the, ta- the tavern with my friend Philip Taff. Shout out to him. It was a good time. What's up, Philip? Drink some electric jellyfish and, you know, got home, got in bed by 1030. So, rock and feeling roll. Feeling good. Feeling good? Well, glad you're you're feeling good. That's a good thing. And so, uh, you're living the life of a 25-year-old guy. And uh, listen, how about this? On this 27th of June, let me start the show saying happy birthday to my oldest child, who is now your age. He's 25 years old as of today. Uh, my man Griff. Griffin is uh, 25, which is pretty amazing. Married man. Married man. He and his uh, new wife got married in November. They're buying their first house, which is pretty cool. It's being built out uh, out out east, so we're excited about that. Uh, so happy birthday to the Griff. He was with me last night. It's pretty cool. I'm doing a uh, – I hope you're checking him out. We, dro- we recorded our, our 11th episode of the Eyes on Texas Multicast last night, part of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Network, and, of course, the Horn YouTube page. You can find it, iTunes and Spotify. We really dive in deep on Texas football. And uh, Mike Craven and myself, we, we recorded episode 11 last night. Griffin, my oldest, he also, in addition to his real job – uh, helps produce that show and uh, does all the cameras and edits it all and puts it all together. My other son, Nolan, is helping out with that, too, so it's kind of a family project. It's a lot of fun, so hopefully you can check that out. But uh, he's doing great. Happy birthday to the Griff on this 27th of June. Hard to believe, Ty. I'm 50 years old now, and I've got a 25-year-old running around this world, which is pretty cool. Uh, my youngest daughter just turned 21 this month, so it's, June's been busy. June's always a busy month for me. I guess Kids are growing up. Well, they're they're young adults and they're good people, and that's all I can ask for, right? They're they're happy, thriving, and uh, happy for them. So that's a cool thing to start uh, a Tuesday morning. Hey, uh, JJ Gotch will be listening with us about seven o'clock this morning. So this hour we've got some B and E facts of the day to get to. We'll dive into some Texas football, pro football focus with a uh, high opinion of the Longhorns in twenty twenty three. We're starting to see this uh, this bar of expectations rise and be right where I think it needs to be for the Texas Longhorns. We'll dive into that. Also, it looks like. Uh, for you NFL fans out there, there could be a team that is moving to the front uh, to be the Hard Knocks team. You know, the Hard Knocks team on HBO. It's always wonder who is it going to be. Looking like that's coming into focus as well. We've also got uh, some offseason NBA to talk about because uh, NBA free agency begins here at the end of June into July. So we'll dive into to all of those big stories today. Let's start with the headlines. Trending topics to start this Tuesday morning. UBO Business Services brings it to you. We'll start in Omaha. And, yeah, college baseball, the LSU Tigers certainly flipped the script on the Florida Gators last night, and they are the 2023 champions of college baseball. One day after giving up the most runs ever in a College World Series game, 
Uh, that 24-4 beatdown, it was LSU who cranked up their bats and their offense, and they claimed the program's seventh national title, their first since 2009. They did it with an 18-4 win over their rivals from the SEC. Florida's All-American center fielder Wyatt Langford got the scoring started with a two-run homer in the first inning. It looked like the Gators were going to pick right up where they left off yesterday, but LSU's starting pitcher Thatcher Hurd buckled down from there, locked it up, and the, the Tigers' bats went to work. They erupted for six runs in the top of the second inning, did that without an extra base hit, a lot of walks and singles there. They added four more in the fourth inning to break it wide open and cruise from there to their second uh, for their championship in their second year for their head coach, Jay Johnson. LSU's women's coach, Kim Mulkey, was in attendance last night in Omaha. She was there to see the Tigers become the first Division I school to win a baseball and basketball national championship in the same year. And what a culmination to the career of their center fielder, Dylan Cruz. Came just the fourth college baseball player all time to win a Golden Spikes Award as the season's best player and win a national championship. The possible first pick in next month's MLB draft reached base in every single game this season, all 71. He ends his college career on a 75-game hitting streak. In addition to winning the Golden Spikes Award, Cruz was named the SEC Player of the Year in back-to-back years. He hit 426 on the season, scored more runs than any LSU Tiger ever. College basketball, another big addition for Rodney Terry and the Texas Longhorns. Uh, after losing their top two recruits in the class of 2024 to the pro ranks earlier this spring, yesterday the program announced the signing of combo guard Chris Johnson, 6'4", 180-pounder, played at Fort Bend Elkins down in the greater Houston area before transferring to Montverde Academy in Florida for his senior season. He originally committed to Kansas in late August, but was released from that national letter of intent with the Jayhawks. The Missouri City native is ranked as the 11th best combo guard in the country, third best recruit in Texas, according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, light schedule in Major League Baseball last night did include the first place Texas Rangers, who opened a four-game home series with the Detroit Tigers, 7-2 loss there for Texas. Right, the Tigers roughed up Rangers starter Andrew Heaney there, six runs you know, earned in six innings. Angels were in action as well, L.A. They pulled within a, into a tie with Houston for second place in the AL West. They beat Chicago, the White Sox, 2-1. Shohei Otani blasted his 26th home run of the season, his 11th in his last 19 games in that 2-1 win. Angels and the Idol Astros are both five games back of the Rangers. Round Rock Express were also off last night. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right. Uh, Tuesday on the horn. A little disappointing last night. Uh, you know, a couple things. For, for Longhorn fans to now not be tied for second place in championships all time, LSU now owns that alone with seven. Um, and disappointing as a fan that we didn't get much drama. The game was you know, 10 to 2 after four innings and uh, or three and a half innings. And wasn't much drama to that. Uh, so after that really compelling edgier seed extra innings game on Saturday to start the College World Series championship, the uh, the second two games were absolute wipeouts. And um, it was still fun to watch, though. It was. I a mean, lot of fireworks. A lot of fireworks, and that LSU team is really, really good to win eight. You know, to to play to eight to play eight ball games in ten days to come through the losers bracket. Um, to have to beat Wake Forest. Remember, they had to beat they had that three three night stretch where they had to beat Tennessee to avoid elimination, then beat Wake Forest back to back nights. Uh, the number one team in the country all year, Wake Forest. Uh, pretty darn impressive. By the way, these two teams, LSU and Wake, were the only two teams to be ranked number one at, at any point this season. You know, unlike college basketball, where there were like ten or twelve different teams ranked number one during the course of a season. It was either LSU or Wake Forest all year long. Uh, LSU started the year number one. They dropped, and Wake Forest took the spot and, and held it. Florida was really number two all season, which was interesting. And uh, they were right there as well and went away. But uh, it's uh, LSU who claimed their seventh championship. Also make amends a little bit and get some revenge for losing to Florida 
in 2017 for the national championship as well. Florida's only national championship ever for that program came in 2017, and they did it at the expense of LSU. Uh, so LSU gets that back last night. And, yeah, man, the uh, the team itself, I mean, they are they, – they made their, – their athletic director, Scott Woodward, made a great hire in pulling Jay Johnson in from Arizona. Now, he claims he would have only left Arizona for the LSU job. That was the only job he would he says he would have taken. That's easy to say once you get there, but you know LSU is one of the premier jobs in college baseball. He also says the fact that when he accepted the gig less than two years ago, the fact that, Denner, that center fielder Dylan Cruz was there as a freshman helped a lot. He's like, that's a that's a trans, you know that's a uh, you know a once in a generation type of player that I can build. This. How did that dude not go straight to the MLB from the high school? Well, he came out of Florida. I mean, he was drafted. He was just he's kind of undersized, and I think uh, man the the, the uh, you know the the three years he played at LSU are are, are going to help him because he it's either he or Paul Skeens, his own his teammate, the pitcher who didn't have to pitch last night, didn't even have to worry about it because the game was so one sided. Uh, but Dylan Cruz, a five tool player for sure, a great center fielder on top of just an unbelievable hitter and player. Um, Jay Johnson says that was exactly one of one of the big reasons. I knew I had a core cornerstone player who was going to be there for two more seasons, and um, you know, built around that. They also did a great job LSU in the transfer portal, you know, raising the funds and, and bringing in Paul Skeens from Air Force and bringing in um, you know Tommy White from NC State, uh, jumping in, and, and he became their their second best offensive player, led the team in home runs. Uh, so they had the offense, they had the pitching, uh, and they win the national championship last night. Uh, and he will be, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates have a decision to make. Do they want the best position player and center fielder, five-tool guy in, 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 you know, amateur baseball, or do they want, you know, the best pitcher? I mean, I'm assuming they're going to go pitcher because pitching's harder to find than offense. And, um, but Dylan Cruz is, is a tough guy to pass up. I know the Washington Nationals, who are sitting with the second pick, will be happy if Dylan Cruz is sitting there because he's a really, really good player, uh, to say the least, and uh, an opportunity to – you know, to, to make a pretty quick move. He does remind you, I mean, Alex Bregman, of course, the Astros th- third baseman, uh, was a was a great player at, at, at LSU. He gets comparisons. DJ LeMahieu was a really good player at LSU. But, uh, you know, uh, this guy is, is every bit as good as those guys, maybe even a little bit better with his bat-to-ball skills. A 75-game on-base streak to finish his career. Reached base in every game for 75 to finish Makes his. Dylan Campbell's streak. <laughs> I know it's nothing. double Dylan Campbell's, and we were all in awe of what Dylan was doing on a day by day basis and uh, 75 games. And as I said, just the fourth player to win the Golden Spikes, which is essentially the college baseball Heisman Trophy, and win the national championship. I'll let you know coming up on our BNE Facts of the Day segment who the other three college baseball players to do that were. He joins a pretty elite company there. Can we hear from uh, the manager? This was after the game, Jay Johnson, just in his second year. How about the fact that uh, Scott Woodward, the AD at LSU, in a seven-month stretch hired Kim Mulkey to coach the women's basketball team, hired Jay Johnson to coach the men's baseball team, and hired Brian Kelly away from Notre Dame to coach the football team in, 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 in their first you know, run here, national championship in women's basketball, national championship in college baseball, and they, uh, Brian Kelly exceeded expectations in year one, won the SEC West, played in that uh, – SEC championship game in year one, so it seems like Scott Woodward um, got some hires. Let's not forget they also had Will Wyatt, their basketball coach, get a show call. Right, they, they didn't play in the SEC championship game, did they? Yeah. LSU lost to Georgia. Did they? Yeah. I don't remember that at beat all. Beat Alabama. Wow. No. Remember they beat Alabama on the last play of the game? LSU did? LSU, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the regular I guess season. That, just, that just slipped my mind completely. forgot about that. I knew they were they, – they started the season rough and ended the, the year really well with Jaden Daniels. Yes. 
And, uh, yeah, they, they got smoked by Georgia. Uh, Georgia, of course, went on okay, to win yeah. the national championship. Now I remember, yeah. But they did play there, and they did win the West uh, for Brian Kelly. But let's also mention that they have some issues in their athletic department because uh, uh, their former coach, Les Miles, had to vacate a bunch of wins, 63 victories or something like that, and their former men's basketball coach has now got a – five-year show cause for the NCAA for his violations against the NCAA. So not all rosy, but certainly a good athletic year for LSU. Let's hear from Jay Johnson, their second-year manager. He was on the field talking with ESPN after the ballgame last night, 18-4 to the final. Coach, you're shaking your head. When you met with this team in August, you said this was possible. How'd they make it into a reality for this team? Right people, right place, right time. Um, this was the way it's supposed to go, and uh, probably more impressive than winning the national championship is they were national champions every single day from the first meeting till the last pitch tonight. Some of those right people, Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz, and a whole group of others that will play their last game in a gold and purple uniform. What has this experience been like coaching them? Right of a lifetime. I, th- those guys don't ever come along, and we had two of them on the same team. and. They're better players than people. They're the leaders of this thing, and I'm literally speechless because all these guys had was the massive expectations all year long, and they met them, and they didn't just meet them by winning a national championship. They met them every single day. There's a lot of pressure when you take that job at LSU for to coach this baseball team, and you win a championship. What does it mean to bring a trophy back to Baton Rouge? Let's go! <laughs> All right, Jay Johnson right there. I think he met better people, people. than players. <laughs> yes. People than players. Uh, but I can understand yeah, Not that great of people. But as someone who hell, does, hell ball players. As someone who does four four hours of live radio every morning, you can get tongue-tied and say the wrong thing in reverse. Your brain will screw you up. But uh, better people than players and Dylan, Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens and LSU, your national champions. We'll hear from Dylan Cruz coming up on the field as well. Uh, he was uh, four for six last night, scored three runs. A typical Dylan Cruz kind of game right there. And as we say, the Pittsburgh Pirates have a decision to make uh, what they're going to do with that number one overall pick. The draft is Sunday, July 9th, by the way, if you're looking for the amateur draft. Longhorn fans will be watching that as well to see, um, you know, when at what point over those three days that or two days that um, LeBaron Johnson Jr. gets drafted. What about Lucas Gordon? How many many rounds is it now? 20. 20. What it used to be like? Uh, it used to be 50. I mean, they used to just keep drafting. And, and by the way, that and we had Ty Harrington in here yesterday, our skipper. He'll be back tomorrow, by the way, to visit with a Wednesday and fill in for the buck. But, um, you know, he great conversations yesterday about the state of college baseball because of nat- name, image, and likeness, which I know we're all still trying to get our hands around. Um, but it's here to stay. It's not going away. With that in mind, by the way, coming up in our 7 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to a former Longhorn football player who was one of the lead attorneys in, in crafting the new legislation that's uh, going. That was signed by the governor of the state of Texas, Greg Abbott, and will go into law in the state of Texas on July the 1st. Uh, he will join us to talk about the new uh, rules, how they benefit collectives, and uh, you know the Texas One Fund, for example. We'll talk with him. But So it's here to stay. Name, image, and likeness isn't going away. There may be you know, federal legislation that comes in to try to, to you know, put some guardrails on, on how things work, especially with the transfer portal at the same time. But those are just things the, the, the college athletics is going to have to navigate. But for college baseball... You know, I, I think the fact that we just got to see what some are calling the best college World Series ever in Omaha just because of so much you know great talent. The number one and two and three teams in the country were there. Uh, five or six of the top eight national seeds made it to Omaha. And then you just had great talent. I mean, the first five picks of the amateur draft in July, you know, 
potentially were playing in Omaha for for the whole two weeks with 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 uh, Cruz and Skeens and Rhett Lauder, the Wake Forest you know starting pitcher. Of course, um, you know the kid last night, the All All American at said Wyatt Langford at Florida. He's going to be a top four or five pick. So so great talent. Point of that is with only you know twenty rounds, uh, and and. Ty Harrington mentioned this yesterday. Well, what you're going to see happen, I would think we're already seeing it happen, you know, those high school arms, those just really raw, big high school arms that used to get drafted between the 21st and the 50th round. Just those young high school kids that, you know, major league teams would take with the 41st pick and stick in their minor league system and and develop them. They're going to end up going to college. They're going to end up playing college ball, and that's a lot of players. I mean, that's a lot. When you're talking about 30 rounds of a draft for 30 MLB teams. It's 900 players. Yeah, that's a lot of ball players that are not going to get drafted and not have that choice to make. They're, you know, you know, the best pitchers in high school uh, are going to end up in college, but I think what we're seeing with name, image, and likeness, you're going to see a lot of uh, high school ball players saying, you know what, I can go play for LSU. I can go play for Texas. I can go play for a great baseball program like that, get you know, developed and coached by great players. Or great coaches, and you know, three years later, while I'm able to make a little bit of money on name, image, and likeness while I'm there, then I can, you know, pump into that major league draft. And I think, I think ultimately the product will be better for both college baseball and MLB. I think so. I think so. I think so. Uh, because look, I've heard a lot of stories, and we, you know, we, when you're a, an 18 year old kid out of high school and you get drafted in the 35th round and you end up going to rookie ball, I've heard so many stories of kids getting there, and it's a, it's not a great experience. You're playing in rookie ball with. Um, you know, people you don't know. A lot of times, not it's, making it, much money. You're not making much money, and then living it's living in motels. And, and yeah, the travel's terrible, and you're living with, quite honestly, 16, 17, 18 year old international players that have come in through the international draft. Uh, a lot of them don't speak much English at all. They're from you know Dominican Republic or Venezuela. They're also trying to you know anywhere all over the world was where the international players come in from. They're trying to make their way. And there's, you know, whereas when you go to college, you know, you get to pick where you want to go. You get to go play for who you want to play for. You're on a college campus. You're playing with, you know, other people your age and, and um, you know, that, that are. Now you still have the opportunity to get paid a little bit. Right. And that are, yeah, exactly. And that are like-minded. You want to win a national championship. You want to, you know, you know win, 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 get to Omaha, those kind of things and a common cause for the team. And. Um, you know, there's bonds that are that are forever forged, and I, so I think a lot of high school players are going to choose that. And and just having 20 rounds, I think what Major League Baseball did, and I think it it it, it hurt the game for a little while because COVID happened at the same time while they're making these changes. But remember, minor league baseball was shrunk down. Major League Baseball shrunk down minor league baseball. They put a collective bargaining deal in place for minor league baseball. They didn't want to go to a new CBA for the minor leagues until they. They shrunk the, down the levels, right? They wanted to shrink the number of players. They wanted to shrink down the number of draft picks um, before they did that. But, again, I think what you're going to see is just a more healthy industry. I think you're going to see more high school players going straight to college, getting some education and going to school while they're able to make you know benefit from their name, image, and likeness, uh, develop their talents, play for championships, and then you know when they're 20, 21 years old, you know, make their way off to – to uh, to the professional ranks if they're able to get drafted so and there, take there, that next step. Are there less classifications now in minor league? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They so they cut it. Not they, like high A, low A. Yeah, they cut it way that. back. They cut it way back, and there'll be independent leagues and independent ball uh, where players can play. But yeah, they shrunk down the the number of teams. Uh, when he's in here, JJ Gotch can speak to that too because he was you know a big part of Ryan Sanders baseball 
and how that all operates in the minor league baseball level before he took his uh, newest position with the Austin Gamblers, Austin's professional bull riding team. And J.J. will be our special guest host this morning starting about 7 o'clock. So uh, he'll be able to address that. But I do think, to your point and my point, the conversation, it will make for a healthy product. And I know there are a ton of Longhorn and college baseball fanatics that, that listen to this show and, and follow Longhorn baseball. I think that's a good thing. Now, you still have to deal with the transfer portal where, you know, players can, you know, bolt, you know, year by year, which I know a lot of us aren't fans of, but it's just the way it is right now. But I think you're just going to be able to see – you're going to see a lot of talented players. And I think this was just a, a glimpse of that, what we got to see in Omaha and these these really top-end players. Uh, you know, cream rises to the top. A lot of these guys are going to skip that professional opportunity or not even get the professional opportunity because they won't get drafted out of high school as much as they used to. They're going to end up in college, and I think that's good for the college game. Uh, LSU your national champions. We'll hear from the best player, Dylan Cruz. Uh, by the way, we're seeing the same thing kind of in college basketball right now. We'll get into Rodney Terry and his big day yesterday. Rodney Terry has done a, and his staff have done a real good job of, you know, on the fly, rebuilding our roster through the transfer portal. And we know really by no fault of his own or their own, the staff, they lost their top, their, their only two high school commitments for the class of 2024, Ron Holland and A.J. Johnson, you know, really top players both decided, you know what, we're going to go pro. We're going to go play professional basketball and get paid. And can you blame them? I mean, A.J. Johnson, the kid out from Los Angeles, California, the 6'5 point guard, you know, he signed what, what some are saying is a six-figure you know, $500,000 deal to play professional basketball in Australia. Um, you know, good for him. He's going to go down under and play professionally and develop there, make pretty good money. And Ron Holland is going to play for the G League's uh, Ignite program, He'll get paid to play, and you know, We've next, seen that work out. Yeah, next year, much like we saw Scoot Henderson and some of these guys in the draft just last week, Ron Holland from Duncanville, Texas, will be back in that draft next, you know, ju- next June, and likely be a top three or five pick. And that's just the way you know the sport is going right now. Uh, but you know, to to uh, on the fly, you know, get into the transfer portal, rebuild the roster through that with some experienced players. But then here at the end of the process. Uh, land this kid, Chris Johnson. We'll talk about him coming up. Played for T.J. Ford's Academy because, uh, of course, T.J. Ford down from that Missouri City, uh, Texas area originally. T.J.'s got uh, you know camps and, uh, and academies that he has started to develop young players. Uh, he is a product of that, this uh, kid, Chris Johnson, uh, from Fort Bend, Elkins, but uh, played his senior year at the Montverde Academy in Florida, originally committed way back in August to Kansas. But uh, got out of that, released from his national letter of intent, and yesterday chose Texas over Arkansas and uh, Washington. We're both coming hard after him. He ends up at Texas, and I do think T.J. Ford played a bit of a role in that. He's rated as the third best recruit in the state of Texas uh, for twenty for 2024. So, so that's next year. Yeah, so essentially this is a player that will – well, he'll be here, yes. Uh, Not He won't be playing – this he, next season. No, yes, he will. He's. Okay. I, I said 24. He's the class of 23. Okay. So he'll be coming in here this he, – I think he's going to be the, the lone freshman in the, the class. The lone freshman in this class. And essentially, I think he'll, he'll his role will be to replace Arterio Morris. Arterio Morris, who transferred to Kansas uh, after one year at Texas, you know, he's a 6'5", athletic combo guard who needs to work on his jump shot, but super athletic. Uh, and a guy that you're not going to expect an immediate impact from this year. Well, we got jump shooters. I'm worried about that. Yes, and and remember, your backcourt right now is uh, Tyrese Hunter and Max Asmus, the Oral Roberts transfer. Tyrese Hunter, both of those guys are going to play their final year of college basketball, so this is the kind of player that can help you a little bit this year, but then can be 
you know, along with a guy like Kendall Weaver, the transfer from UT Arlington, can be your backcourt the following year. Your two oh. starters are a little bit undersized, though. So that, having Weaver and, and Johnson, as you mentioned, being a bigger guys and yeah. as backups, I think will help out a lot. Yeah, he'll, he'll look like his body type will look like Arterio Morris. You know, 6'4", 6'5", 180 pounds, combo guard, as they call him, high flyer. Um, you know, one of those, those really good athletes. He's got to develop the jump shot like a lot of them do coming out of high school. But uh, Chris Johnson, his name, he is the latest. I think it's 10 now, 10-person uh, roster, uh, and the only freshman that will come in in the class of 2023 replacing Ron Holland and A.J. Johnson. All right, just underway, just warming up, a lot to do. J.J. Gotch will be here. That's always good conversation. We can take that a lot of different directions uh, with J.J. Also, as we mentioned, great guest lineup, which we will talk to. Also, some B&E facts of the day coming your way, a Craig Way report as well. Uh, we're rolling back, just getting warmed up on a Tuesday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bucky and Aaron. Yeah, b and on a Tuesday. No Bucky again today. Bucky will be out all week, enjoying a week off as we uh, actually joined Chad Hastings on the midday show yesterday. Uh, four of our hosts from our shows throughout the day are on vacation this week. Bucky in the morning. Of course, Craig Way has started his big two-week or three-week uh, vacation that he takes every June into July after the Longhorn baseball season ends. And, of course, Craig, hardest working man in broadcasting, without a doubt, doing all those Longhorn games and doing a show every day. Doing Still doing the around. Craig Way Report. And the Craig Way Report uh, on remote. But, uh, yeah, Craig's only time for vacation is this stretch, and he usually goes to the, uh, to the, to the coast of North Carolina and enjoys some downtime, which he has richly earned. Uh, also, uh, Isaiah Collier is on vacation. I think enjoying his honeymoon. Is that the way that's working with Zay? Yes, I've seen some. He looks like he's at a real nice resort, having a good time. There you go, Zay. Got some shows. Was was fortunate enough to be at Zay's wedding and nuptials back in. Uh, yeah, what is this like the fifth year and a half ago? Yeah, he's got two wedding dates. It's a he's he's got he's got himself locked into a mess there, um, but uh, he's enjoying that. And then Mike Harge is uh, out for the week as well. I think I got, a, I got a text from Mike Harge. I think he was at at maybe he's in Chicago. I think he was at a Cubs game or something. Uh, but yeah, those guys they they pulled this off right. They they looked ahead on the calendar because. You know, next week we're going to be off on Monday and Tuesday for July 3rd and 4th of July. So those guys are getting a good stretch. But we'll lock it down. We're talking college baseball and the end of the college athletics calendar that came last night with LSU's championship win and 18-4 to beatdown of the Florida Gators. This says, guys, no problem with LSU winning after reading about Kevin O'Sullivan's crazy marriage wife story. I don't know what that story is. I'm going to have to look into that. Kevin O'Sullivan, of course, is the head coach of the Florida Gators who took it on the chin last night. He seems a little unhinged. He's in general. He, yeah, I don't know that story, so I'm not even going to pretend to know what's going on with Thee in his uh, personal life. But uh, yes, LSU now surpasses Texas for all time national championships with seven. They had been tied with the Longhorns at six until last night's uh, win. Uh, this says I was talking about, uh, you know, what, what, what I think is what we're seeing in college baseball right now and what's to come with the Major League Baseball, you know, shrinking of the minor leagues and, and the, 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 taking the draft from 50 rounds down to, you know, 20 rounds now. Uh, and I mentioned that that you know that whole rookie ball thing. When you get drafted out of high school at 18 years old and get put, you know, drafted by one of the 30 major league teams, and and you go to low A or rookie ball to start, 
And this uh, text is right on, on the point. It says, my buddy played rookie ball in the Cardinals organization, shared a one-bedroom apartment with seven guys in Iowa. <laughs> I picked him up from an apartment that looked like when he was released, looked like a third-world country in there, nothing glamorous. And that's true. I mean, that's, I've heard those stories over and over again from, from people, you know, young guys who, you know, they get drafted out of high school or even coming out of college, and you start that climb at the low, low end, and you got to earn your way to the top. And, uh, you know, the, it's not a glamorous life. I mean, it's not. And, I mean, between that, like when you go into a, to a low A or a rookie ball team with, with a, and as I say, that, you know, I'm not, nothing against foreign players, but you're, you're, a, you're on a team with a lot of guys from, that the team has brought in from the Dominican Republic or Venezuela or Cuba or wherever. And, of course, those, kids, those young players can be 16, 17, 18 years old. Uh, and a lot of them don't speak English, and you know you're you're thrust into that environment, trying to trying to you know develop your skills and and climb and uh, those kind of things. Compare that when you're 18 years old with you know going to play at Texas or, or LSU or a great program like that, where you have that opportunity to go play, you know, go to school, be on a college campus with uh, you know other other college students, you know, build the the uh, the other side of your life as well. I think that's going to be con- that. A, a, this, this whole 20-round MLB draft and the shrinking of the minor leagues, big picture, is going to be a good thing for development of players. The sport of college baseball is going to be healthier than ever before, I believe. And I, as I said, I know it comes with the NIL and the portal and all, all those kind of things, but that's just uh, things we're going to have to navigate. But I do think it's better. Um, this says, uh, guys, it's been 18 years since we at Texas won a national championship. And according to Rod Babers, Texas baseball was 10th in NIL money for uh, Texas, all Texas sports with women's at track and field getting more than the baseball team. LSU coach openly tells everyone that no team in the country comes close to the NIL you can get for playing at LSU. Time for Texas fans to pony up. Well, by the way, uh, stick with us about 710. As we said, we're going to have some couple lawyers on the show. Uh, you know, a former Longhorn football player who was one of the lead attorneys that helped craft the legislation that has gone become law here in the state of Texas that will, uh, you know, loosen some of the parameters on these NIL rules and the collectives. And we'll we'll let him explain what the new rules will be when they go into effect on July the 1st. But, yes, I mean, if Texas wants to compete with the LSUs of the world, because, you know, LSU's head coach Jay Johnson said unequivocally after their win on Saturday night that LSU is the place to play (laughs) if you want to play great uh, high-level baseball compete for championships, and do well in the NIL world. I mean, he, you know, no secret. LSU basketball on the women's side, uh, Kim Mulkey's made no secret about it, right? She just brought in, you know, seven or eight transfer players and won the national championship as well. Um, you know, that that's then there, there, there's no secret there. And, yes, Texas baseball, from what I've been told, is behind the curve on that um, when it comes to NIL money for ball for ball players and opportunities for ball players. But, you know, that's, that's the world that, that David Pierce and the Longhorns are in right now. Um. Oh man! Now we're getting the yeah that Kevin text. O'Sullivan um story. I, I'm not going to read the text until I investigate myself a little bit uh, on the coach. That's Florida. hardcore. Hardcore. Well, remember when uh, when David Pierce was hired at Texas seven years ago? A lot of people wanted Kevin O'Sullivan. Uh, you was know. he at Arizona for a while? Before, before no, no, Jay or, John- no, no, Jay Johnson was at. No, he was Arizona. at Florida when 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 Augie uh, stepped w- w- you know retired and. Uh, Kevin O'Sullivan was a name. The coach of Virginia was a big name that people were pushing for. And remember, go back to that whole soap opera. And Texas Athletic Department kind of lowballed the top candidates. They they were trying to cut the budget a little bit. And that that was in the Steve Patterson. That was actually in the Mike Perrin days when Steve Patterson had done such a terrible job that he had to be run out because there was about to be a, an athletic staff mutiny. And um, 
and that's when when David Pierce was hired. And obviously, it's, David Pierce has, has done a fine job. He needs to win a national championship at some point, uh, not just get to Omaha. I think he knows that as well. Uh, but you know, Kevin O'Sullivan was one of the names that was prominent with people back in those days, and uh, it was David Pierce that got the job uh, there. So uh, appreciate the input on the specs text line. It says, I had a cousin play minor league baseball in the late 90s. Didn't seem fun. Yeah, I mean, it's people think you get drafted and all of a sudden you're in the show. No, no, no. No, it is. Um, I'm sure Mike Hart should, could tell us about that, too. Uh, well, I mean, I, you know, on our Eyes on Texas multicast, which I hope you're downloading and watching on a week-by-week basis, it's powered by Grande Equipment and all our great founding partners, but it's, it's at uh, the YouTube page of The Horn and on Dave Campbell's Texas Football every week, also iTunes and Spotify. Last week's episode, when Mike Craven was on vacation – my co-host on that multicast, uh, we talked to Quan Cosby. Quan came in for 45 minutes, and Quan Cosby would tell you, it's not glamorous. I mean, Quan got drafted uh, out of Mart, Texas. Uh, he was a two-way player. Quan was a great athlete. I mean, Mart's a small school, but he was a great football player. He was a great baseball player, you know, and, and he chose baseball. L.A. Angels drafted him, and uh, he took the money. And he said, you know, to play professionally, to get that money, help my family, was, was we're all part of the decision. And uh, he played four years climbing the ladder in the L.A. Angels organization. And he'll tell you about some of those road trips and the bus leagues and the West Coast. And, um, you know, it, it is not glamorous. Uh, but, you know, Quan had to make a decision. Quan had a conversation with the, uh, the general manager at the time and told him, look, you're on, you're on course to become our starting center fielder. I mean, you're, you're, you're ready to play defensively center field. And he, he informed uh, Quan and again, if you go listen to the multicast, you can hear this whole conversation, and it's really compelling. But, you know, Quan said, you know, the, the GM told him, we're not going to re-sign Darren Erstad, our starting center fielder. We're, we're not going there. Uh, you're our guy. We're going to continue to develop your bat. We like your speed. We like your, your defense. And, and we're not re-signing Erstad, so you have a spot at the major league level. Uh, but Quan still made the decision to buy out his own contract, come back to Texas as a you know, 22-year-old uh, so he had to give back the signing bonus. Yeah, he had, well, he had he had t- taken most of it, but he had to give back what he was still owed and buy out his own deal. And he did came back to Texas in '05, and of course was on that national championship team as a freshman uh, at 22. And then uh, of course on a short list of guys playing two professional sports leagues. Yeah, Ricky Williams did it for a brief while too while playing football here at Texas. Played in the Phillies organization, but uh, yeah, Quan, it's a really cool story. And, and Quan will tell you that it's still one of those. You, know, you got to come to a fork in a road in your life, and you got to make a call. The he wasn't sure if the GM was being straight with him that they weren't going to re-sign Erstad, so that was part of his decision making. Well, they didn't, and then if you remember, you look at the Angels; they signed Tory Hunter uh, from the Twins to a huge contract to be their center fielder, and Quan's like, "Damn, that's big money right there." I mean, I love I love my time at Texas, and you know, went four. Was Quan going to be Tory Hunter though? But you never know. I mean, you never know. I guess he could have. Yes, he could have. I mean, they felt like he was on track with his skill set to be their everyday center fielder. I'd have to. I wanted. To, I don't want to ask him what it was like being a twenty-two-year-old like freshman oh, again. Go listen to the, the podcast. It's all there. You talk about that. Oh too. yeah, for sure. And that you know, and we, absolutely, because the transition from he made from from minor league baseball to becoming kind of a rock star at Texas. I mean, think about that. He went from the bus leagues of the West Coast, climbing the minor league ranks. Uh, making money, he was a professional, but still, that's not a glamorous life as we're talking about, even as you're climbing, to come to Texas and join that team that was had just won the Rose Bowl in 2004, and you know Vince Young was the tip of the spear and you know went on to have the, the greatest, if, or one of the greatest seasons in Texas football history. Quan was a part of that, and um, got, you know, if you go listen to the whole multicast, you'll have a, a, a lot of respect for Quan because 
one of the things he learned playing four years of minor league baseball was the business side of sports, right? So when he got here, he took nobody, no athlete I've ever covered, took advantage of Texas and the opportunities that come at this university if you get to know the right people while you're on campus. Uh, and Quan says through Mac Brown while he was here from 2005 through 2008, he had a quarterly lunch with a, with a heavy hitter. One of the big uh, boosters at Texas. Shaking hands, kissing babies. He'd pay for his own, he said, because it was illegal to take a free lunch. Uh, But he just wanted to get to know them. He wanted to get to know these people. And obviously, when his football career was over, he played you know professionally for a while, like six or seven years in the NFL. But he has come back and is you know working with with Jay Hartzell, the school president. He's got his own day job with uh, corporate insurance and is tight with all of those big hitters. And that's one thing that that if you go listen to the multicast, you'll learn that. One, there are a lot of negatives going on with the name, image, and likeness and the current rules, but one of the main things we keep hearing is, you know, players and, and athletes at Texas are getting to meet these these prominent people who can help their careers. The the, the connections that can get made, the, uh, the the lifelong networks that can be made, not just for football players, but for all sports and all athletes, because as we know, the University of Texas has an incredible donor, you know, you know, grad, you know, graduate base and. And, and foundation, and, and these are people that can benefit you the long haul. I mean, you guys already know the name Dor- uh, uh, Tucker Dorsey, right? Uh, Diamante Tucker Slanging Dorsey, houses. who came to Austin from James Madison, the Division II level, played one year here at Texas. He was just a, a, a decent player, but in that one year met Gary Keller from Keller Williams Realty, um, who's great, you know, very uh, uh, does well with the realty game and has brought in Diamante to be a big part of his and taught him the ropes of real estate. And now he's selling houses. And you know, there's so many examples of that with these connections. Because remember, with the rules in the NCAA before, you couldn't, they, they, there was a wall between the boosters and the players. And any contact had to be organized, it had to be done on the within the rules. And you know, any money that ever changed hand had to be done under the table, <laughs> which we all assume it did. But at the same time, it was against the rules in a big way, frowned upon. Those walls have come down. And I think it's uh, that's a good thing. That's a, that's a positive part of name, image, and likeness in the current climate of college athletics. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we will talk with, the, uh, as we said, the lawyers who crafted the legislation that becomes law in this state on July 1st. We'll also have our buddy J.J. Gotch in the house from the Austin Gamblers uh, talking all things uh, Tuesday here on B&E. Also, some B&E facts of the day coming your way. First, here's Craig. It's Bucky and Aaron. Good stuff on a Tuesday. J.J. Gotch, great friend of the show, president of the Austin Gamblers. He will join us coming up in-house and hanging out with us for the next few hours as Bucky is on vacation. Appreciate him getting up early and being with us. Also, as we said, conversation with a couple of attorneys who were instrumental in crafting the new law, the legislation that has gone into and uh, been signed by the governor. will go into state law starting on July 1st. Uh, we'll get behind the scenes on that and what it means moving forward for the NIL climate in the state of Texas and for all the schools in the uh, the Lone Star State. Uh, also, on some B&E facts of the day, I saw this earlier, time. Now I can't find it, so maybe someone will send it to us. But Dylan Cruz, the great center fielder of uh, LSU, becomes just the fourth player in college baseball history to win the national championship uh, on a team and also win the Golden Spikes Award uh, in the same year. I saw the list at one point. Terry Francona was on it. 1980, Terry Francona, Tito, the uh, current skipper Damn. of the uh, Cleveland Guardians. And there were two Who did he other... play for in college? Oh, gosh. Um, I'll have to look that up. I mean, it was 1980, I believe. I mean, I wouldn't know. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he's uh, Terry Francona, the, the current manager of the Cleveland Guardians. 
won the Golden Spikes. Uh, where did he play college ball? Ding dong. Uh, no, 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 no. I'll find it. But uh, well, there were th- there are two others, and somebody I had saw a list earlier this morning, and now I cannot find that What's list. What's Arizona? Uh, Arizona, 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 Arizona State University of Arizona. There you go, Wild Wildcat. That's where Jay Johnson, the head coach of LSU, came from. He had been at L- at Arizona and then took that gig. Speaking of Jay Johnson, the victorious coach, how about this high praise? He said Dylan Cruz is the best player in college baseball history, in my opinion. Frankly, he was a big reason why I accepted this job. I probably would would have looked at. LSU anyway, but knowing I was going to have a once-in-a-lifetime player for two years was a big deal. And as we said with Dylan Cruz, he goes down as the uh, the national champion, uh, best player on the team outside of Paul Skeens, Golden Spikes winner, three times an All-American, two times an SEC player of the year. And uh, someone will let us know who the other two. Somebody said, yeah, Tito played for Arizona. Yeah, I appreciate that. In 1980, he won. Arizona won the Natty, and he won the, the, the Golden Spikes. We know last year, uh, Ivan Melendez won the Golden Spikes Award, and Texas was in Omaha, but uh, they did not win the national championship. They went on two uh, on that quest. And Ivan is now climbing through the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks organization, trying to get himself to the big leagues. And, man, he's having a, a nice start, still showing that power. And um, I think the way he approaches hitting, he's going to make his way uh, in pretty short order into the, uh, into the pipeline for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Also, as we mentioned, uh, and we'll do it in the update, but uh, you see Shohei Otani hit another home run last night. It's, it looks effortless. 450 feet. He's like, what else does he lead Major League or the Angels in Major League Baseball in? But it's it's his eighth 440-foot home run of the season. That ties Ronald Acuna Jr. for the most in Major League Baseball. It doesn't matter how far they go as long as they get over the fence. But, yes, the effortless swing of Shohei Otani. And uh, Angels pull back into, with a, with a, into a tie with Houston for second place in the AL West behind the, the Rangers. They're five games back now. And Otani's got uh, 11 home runs in his last 19 games, 26 on the year. And uh, just amazing to watch him on a night-by-night basis. All right, we'll come back. Uh, JJ will join us. We'll also talk more about uh, the Longhorn basketball signee from yesterday. Big one for for Rodney Terry. At least having one true freshman coming in for the class of 2023. Also, uh, pro football focus. You know, a lot of people have a high opinion of Texas and what they can be on the football field in 2023. Pro football focus can be added to them. They... uh, the, the, the ones who crunch the numbers and run the algorithms and run the numbers. They like Texas in 2023. We'll tell you about that coming up as well. It's B&E on the Horn.